0: Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right
1: when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Good Wednesday morning, everybody, and welcome into the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score. We are going to take you all the way up until noon. That's right. Three hours of Hacks Collier and uh, Lucas. So we're going to have some fun today. From the first United Bank studio, the Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. You can hit us up through the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Give us your thoughts and reaction to last night and the future coming up for Texas Tech. Men's basketball, Lady Raider basketball, football schedule. If you uh, were able to get to the end of your day yesterday and diagnose that. And I have an interesting insider tidbit that I'm going to share. I don't know if I should, but I'm going to share it. It's the 100.7 The Score mobile app, by the way, and it's presented by Happy State Bank. We'll be on Fox 34 at 11 and... uh, We're streaming live on YouTube. You can find us everywhere. What is up, Mr. Collier?
1: Yeah, I heard the other day that we might have been on the uh, Fox 34 News now. Now? I don't know if it was a little mix-up and punch and stuff.
2: That would have needed sombreros.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't know until after the fact. But, yeah, somebody said, oh, I saw you guys at 9. Huh. "Hmm." Okay. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Extra hour. We do need the sombrero, so. Oh man,
2: that's been that that there's a lot of inside jokes involved in in, in radio. Um, that's one of the first ones ever. I mean, way 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 back. So uh, got back last night at a very decent hour, which was nice. Uh, you ball goes up at six, wheels down about ten forty five. Okay, take that. About a forty five minute flight back from uh, Fort Worth, and. um very serious attitude I wouldn't say solemn I wouldn't say um, um passive I wouldn't say like we're okay with this just very it was uh reminded me of um moneyball um that is what losing sounds like and that we had some of that we had a a, a couple guys get on the bus that had some smiles on their faces, um, and we having a little chuckle about something. And they were quick, quickly reminded <laughs> about what had just happened inside Schollmeyer arena. And from that moment on, I don't think I heard one word said really on the bus to meet him or on the airplane back. But you know what? I dig it. I like that. That's the way it's, that's the way it should be. Um, there's a winning bus and there's a losing bus. And we were on the losing bus last
1: night. What'd you think? Oh, it was kind of played out like we discussed yesterday. You know, they had a game plan of trying to get you in foul trouble. You were up 11. I think that's when Warren got yep. his second yep. foul and things went downhill from there. They were able to go on an 11 run, which turned into a 21 to three run. I mean,
2: they exposed you. Yeah.
1: They exposed you. they, Hit threes? I've, I've got to look, but they hit threes at a ridiculous clip there for a stretch.
2: Way, way more than they usually hit. Yeah.
1: So, I mean...
2: Especially, I mean, Micah Peavy is a really good college basketball player, but going into last night, he played in 115 Division One games and hit 34 three-pointers. He hit four three-pointers in one game last
1: yeah, night. Yeah, didn't miss a single one. Four for four. Now, you know, they were pretty... Uh, the couple I remember were pretty open looks, and that might be a, another issue altogether. It's just perimeter defense. Looks. But, yeah. I mean, I lessened part, partly on the radio, but I remember showing one of them on the news last night after somebody, you know, drove to the bucket, and they just kicked it to the other. It was just wide open.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say this. That's the best Jamie Dixon team that I've seen. Yeah. He's been there eight years, and that's the best – TCU Jamie Dixon team I've ever seen. So I want to do a, a – since we've kind of parceled this together over the weeks and you've done it at some points and then I've come in and done it at some points, I want, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I want to fly through at 9.45 one more tiers of 12 yeah. before we get through this week from what I saw last night. Um, how about Oklahoma – I mean, did you watch any of that at all? Because all I did was I got home, I was doing the Red Raider Daily Update, and YouTube has all the highlights these days. Yeah. And so I just watched the highlights. They dominated Kansas State.
1: I'll be honest. I, I watched not a single second of that. I saw the score afterwards, and, yeah, it kind of was alarming. And not seeing a second of it and having my opinion of what Oklahoma is clearly is off a little bit. It might be more concerning to me of what Kansas State isn't, maybe. But I don't know. They really clamped Carter and Kaluma. I think those guys
2: were a combined 3-for-21 from the field. And those two are really good offensive players. Um, So as you're losing to TCU, um, you get home and say, well, (laughs) the team that you just beat on the road in front of a really good crowd uh, just went up and won by 20 at Kansas State. And um, clearly, I've had Kansas State overrated in the tiers of 12. They'll be moving down. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State gets rocked again by Kansas. Uh, the Jayhawks, when you look at their conference record, you got to remember now they've played Oklahoma State twice. Nobody else in the league has played Oklahoma State twice. So, two of their wins. At yeah, which Texas Tech has played at Oklahoma State once, but um, uh, interesting night in the Big Twelve. Uh, Texas Tech. The thing that's um, the the thing that's alarming is uh, I think Houston and TCU have a lot of similarities. I think Houston is better than TCU, even though TCU beat Houston by one. That was at Um, But depth, length, athleticism, and size are what those teams have. Um, and then when you want to really break it down too, TCU has ridiculous experience and a ton of guys that have played together. So I took away again from last night. Kind of the attitude that I took away from when I came home from Houston. Remember, I we came back from Houston. I was just excited because I knew we had a a weekend game at home coming up. Um, I thought it was a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. I think TCU is a bad matchup. Yep. And you got a game coming up at home. So again, by this weekend at uh, seven o'clock when it's over with, you could find yourself at six and two in the Big Twelve. Now, you got to take care of your business against Cincinnati because they will not be a pushover, that's for sure. But again, some good, some bad. But overall, you're 16 and four. You're in the top 25. You do have your weaknesses, but this is a good basketball team. We'll break it all down as we move throughout the day. I want your thoughts on the chat line? We'll do some headlines coming up next. <laughs>
0: Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Uh, You need to know we're thankful
2: you're listening in today to 100.7 The Score. First off, thank you for being with us as we bring you a Wednesday hump day edition of the program. here on The Score. High School Fan Zone is tonight. Uh, We've got Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin tomorrow night. 6 o'clock on Double T 97.3. That'll be our final show of the year as this thing is starting to hit light speed with this season. It is really starting to fly. Texas Tech loses last night 85-78. to um, Kind of had the same formula of similar games. Um, well, games that have been similar as far as you not leading very much and trying to come back. Just couldn't come back last night. Oklahoma wins by 20 over Kansas State at the octagon of doom. Great road win for OU. And then KU, 83, Oklahoma State, 54. Ouch. Uh, for the Cowboys k- k- there, they only have one conference win. Um, that final for OU, by the way, was 73-53. to 53. Um, An upset last night, it was uh, North Carolina falling to Georgia Tech, 74-73. North Carolina had made it all the way up to ranked third in the country. Marquette gets a nice road win over former Red Raider opponent Villanova, 85-80. Dayton an easy win. South Carolina beats Tennessee at Tennessee 63-59, 63-59, so there's some examples of, hey, it is tough to win games. Um, the NCAA is after Tennessee's football program. So Tennessee this morning turned around and filed a <laughs> countersuit against the NCAA. <laughs> so um, those guys are going back and forth, and, and who knows? I, I The NCAA just seems to be more and more of a joke it's been a joke a while uh, for a long time um, Brazil forward Neymar has hit back at critics who suggested he is fat <laughs> I'm looking for this quote here he said it's uh, he said it's beauty weight he is uh, 31 out for the rest of the season serious knee injury in October so I guess he's put on some poundage <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't we all uh cover your ears kiddos his uh quote was finished training today i put on beauty weight but fat no suck it haters
1: end quote he was ridiculed when he was shirtless on what looks like a yacht of some sort yeah i think we could all wish we looked fat like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was criticized yeah. for wearing a bigger shirt than normal i remember when i was
2: uh at southern nazarene the new coach that came in we you know delisi park mm-hmm. I, that's where we our field was because we didn't have a field so we played our baseball games at delisi park and it has a huge track around it and we would after practice run that track a dirt track. I'll never forget it. And he had a three wheeler, <laughs> and he would come chasing us as we were running in the hundred degree heat in September. And I remember him saying to me as I was running along, "You you gotta you're fat. You gotta you gotta lose weight." <laughs> and uh, what was crazy though is I would finish in the top. Ten of our baseball team on that long run, yeah, which is I think a five k.
1: Um, I wasn't. He was just pushing you because he he saw the potential in it. <sighs> he's an idiot. He's Terry's a terrible person. I don't
2: know. He's I mean, he's a terrible person.
1: He could have just said, oh, "I'll leave the fat guy alone and just go to the next oh step." <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I'm getting at here is there your eyes. If you're a fat person, yeah. your eyes play tricks on you because there's always times in my life. Like in high school, I thought I was fat. Well, I weighed 180 pounds and looked like an Adonis compared to what, yeah, you know, you look like 10 years from there. And then even 10 years from there, you look, it's like, man, I was fat, 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 fat in the present. Yes. You look back, you're like, man, look how good and I, I look. I have hair. Smiling, my skin's clear, I'm skinny.
1: That's that's the
2: old Andy Bernard quote, man. I wish you knew that you were living in the good times. It's
1: Drew, by the way. It's Drew. It's true.
2: <laughs> I wish you knew you were living in the good times before you left them. Uh, yeah. Golly, man.
1: I wouldn't know anything about the perfect skin thing, but definitely was skinny at one point. Lucas just looking at us, looking down upon us over there. No fat, Lucas. No fat, good skin, yeah. um, full head of hair. Your birds have been sold. Did you see that? My- yeah, and Cal Ripken Jr. is one of the, part uh, of the buyers in that group, so I was I was a big fan of that, so. They get good, so they're like, all right, price is going yeah, up, exactly. sell high. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Self-peak. <laughs> John
2: Angelos agreed to sell the Baltimore Orioles to the Carlisle Group, Inc., David Rubenstein. The transaction reportedly values the Orioles at $1.725 billion. The Angelos family has been in control of the Orioles since 1993 when he purchased them for $173 million. I'd say they made a good investment. A 101 season, 101 win season for the Orioles this year. And they have, uh, of course, Adley Rushman and uh, Jackson Holiday on the way. Did you see the uh, house they created?
1: I got that other cat too, that won Holiday. Rookie of the Year. What was that guy's name, the guy that won Rookie of the Year? Uh, Gunner. Gunner Henderson? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Did you see the, the house they created? I quick, I... Scrolled
1: through it. Yeah. I mean, the
2: size of this cup.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like a nice little uh, college bachelor pad, baseball facility, slash, you've got enough money to do what you want type place. Yeah. Yeah. I know people like that. Oh, man. I'm not my dad.
2: My dad teased us a little bit when I was a kiddo. He always wanted to build us a little gym. And. Never quite got her done. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want for anything. We didn't have a ton. We lived in a eleven hundred square foot house in rural Stevens County, out with the coyotes. But we had a half acre behind where we would hit baseballs and uh, and play catch. And he he always talks to you know that'd be really cool if we could buy a house that had a gym so we could uh, work out and shoot in there. That would have been a whole lot of fun, but um, didn't happen. Um, the Warriors beat the 76ers last night, 119-107, to 107, and Joel Embiid did not finish because he got landed on in a scrum for the ball. His left knee got landed on, and Steph went nuts, 37 points. Those are your headlines as we work our way through this Wednesday. Coming up again, a re-tier of the 12 at 9.45. We're going to go back through that. Uh, Friday's a massive high school hoops day. And then Saturday, a massive college hoops day. And then, of course, Sunday, the quiet before the storm because no NFL football. Um, My nugget on (laughs) the college football release. So this is the Big Twelve schedule. I'm doing the uh, starting lineups, and of course, it's loud as it can be in there. I mean, you know, it's the noise is ramped up through the speakers, and um, level always gives the keys, and then I give the starting lineups, Mm -hmm. and I'm about halfway through the lineups, and I see this commotion, and level gets up and. It's now behind me, but I can kind of sense, and then I hear the voice again. I was like, that's McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) He's making the rounds in the Metroplex He is. He is. I go, that's McGuire again, and uh, he gives Lovell a hug, and I hear this, man, it's a great schedule. (laughs) 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 We'll have to talk about it. And so he was so excited. He went, I think he wanted to talk schedule with Level about two minutes before the ball went up in the air. So
1: I guarantee you he's feeling the same way we
2: are about it. Oh, I mean, 100%. it's just,
1: it just gift-wrapped. I heard a brief portion on the SiriusXM Big 12 radio. He was on there yesterday, and just some of the stuff he said, you know, throwing out numbers. I mean, just like everybody else concerned about the start, But if you can fix the start and you look at that schedule start-wise, you feel good about it. And we know how they played late, right? November's been a great month for them. Yeah. And if you want to be able to finish after a good start and you can take care of business against Oklahoma State and West Virginia, I know you don't want to throw a number out there, but I've heard other people, and I don't feel bad about my numbers after listening to everybody else. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. There's a reason you got to be excited. Well... That
2: OSU
0: game is at the end of the season for a reason. I'm just telling you. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: What's up, everybody? So glad you're here. It's Hacks and Collier with the sound in your ear. I don't know. A little Coolio tribute this morning. Hacks, Collier, and Lucas, and... um, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this. We're going to do in this segment, we're going to re tier our 12 and we're going to check the calendar. So let's, Lucas, get a re tier of the 12 on a Wednesday. Tours of 12 from the bottom. OSU West Virginia, Cincinnati. Uh, you, sorry, here we go. OSU West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati. The going to the dance tier. That's right, 10 of them. 10, huh? K-State 10, Texas 9, BYU 8, Baylor 7, Oklahoma 6. The fight for the championship tier. Texas Tech 5, Kansas 4,
1: TCU 3, Iowa State 2, Houston 1. I kind of agree with your Texas Tech spot. Well, we'll start with the bottom. I'm going to make it different at the top, though. All right, uh, no movement in the bottom four. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati. Same exact thing. Biggest mover on my tiers of 12 just from yesterday. Kansas State plummets four spots down to 10th. The where sure I had them. Yeah, yeah but they, I had them a lot higher than I should have, clearly. Well,
2: we both did yesterday. Yeah,
1: way up there. Um, the next four all moving up a spot thanks to... Jerome Tang struggles there. OU, I still not a believer. Nine Texas, eight BYU, seven Baylor, six, and then as you mentioned, the title contenders. I think TCU probably should be higher. We mentioned this. I think during or earlier in the show, Kansas State's two of their five wins are against OSU, but I still have them for holding on to the Red Raiders K-U. in the top three. What? KU. KU. Yes. Sorry. Um. Uh. Texas Tech 3, Iowa State 2, and Houston 1. I flip-flopped Iowa State and Texas Tech. I had the Red Raiders at number two yesterday. So, uh, Where did you have TCU at? I had TCU 5th. Okay. TCU 5, Kansas 4, Tech 3, Iowa State 2, and Houston 1.
2: Uh, you know, I think Jamie Dixon is a good coach, but I also think he has the ability to screw it up. Um. But also, I mean, they are
1: so dang deep. That's you mentioned you keep mentioning depth and experience. Deep and the experience. Ten
2: guys like, hey, like O'Bannon, he's he's not a good not a great player. He's an average player, but he's a big body that can take up some minutes and take up some room and maybe hit a three. Yep. The court guy, never been very skilled, but a big brute. That can get you a rebound Uday, big brute, huge, strong, bigger than everybody we had, except for Warren Washington, and, and he's at Uday could bench press Warren. Um this is a team, right? That they, they, they build this team around their skill guys, and then you know, if P V hits four threes, you're screwed. You yeah. can't I mean, what are you gonna do? Every time he hit a three, I was like, eh. "Yeah." And then I went back and watched. So I went back and watched K State last night, the highlights. I went back and watched the highlight package. It's it's a you know a lot lengthier thing than just like a
1: like a one a, minute a like my sports cast would be. <laughs> I should yeah have one minute of highlights
2: on right. Red like Raider Nation That's ten a, minutes yeah. of you know they even have missed free throws on there. So I mean it's a lot, and the the Tennyson kid. Banks in the three. Jameer Nelson hits like a three where he had to shove off one foot. Mm -hmm. He threw it up from like 28 feet and it went in. I mean, then you had 14 more free throws. I mean, you come home a loser. I'm sorry. Let's check the calendar. All right, appreciate your Social Security check day. Backwards day. Brandy Alexander day. You ever heard of Brandy Alexander?
1: No. Looks like a what, drink. Yeah, it looks like a drink. I don't know what's Some kind of cocktail. Yeah. Probably wouldn't turn it down. It looks kind brandy, of brandy, though. Tasty. Mm. Looks kind of tasty here. Yeah. Uh, a lady's cocktail. <laughs> Do you have any Splenda? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's probably what uh What does he say? He says, cheers to
2: what what was the name of uh, the drink? The Scotch called and know. his failed experiment, the Delorean. Yeah, cheers yes, to she, yeah. and his failed experiment, the, the DeLorean. 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 Yeah. Do you have any Splenda? Maybe some ice. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it's made with cream and brandy, most often of the cognac variety. The drink can also simply be called an Alexander. So when I become a bartender, I'll have to learn that.
1: Eat Brussels sprouts day. I looked up a uh, interesting stat on the old Brussels sprouts thing. You want to know what the record is for the most Brussels sprouts eaten in a minute? Oh wow! I don't want to know. How many how many Brussels sprouts could you eat in a minute? In a minute, just pl- if they're like at a fancy steakhouse really covered in sauteed and and covered in some kind yeah, of a teriyaki at a sauce Yeah, fancy
2: steakhouse um
1: 5 5 uh Linus Urbanek put down 31 Brussels sprouts in 1 minute back in 2008 Linus man Can you imagine
2: your digestive tract
1: I've probably eaten thirty-one Brussels sprouts in the your last lifetime. twenty years. Yeah, and they're the only time I eat them. They're they got to be dressed up quite a bit. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry. How
2: about hell is Freezing Over Day, Hug an Economist Economist Day, and the Economist in this picture looks like Brock Purdy. No <laughs> lie. Uh, inspire your heart with Art Day. National Hot Chocolate Day and Scotch Tape Day.
1: Inspire Your Heart with Art, uh, Kansas's schedule video yesterday, the little girl drawing all of the logos. It oh, was pretty solid. Sad. Yeah, you should watch that during the break. Got any B-days? Plenty. Uh, Justin Timberlake? <sighs> 42? Yeah, close. 43 years old for JT, who was on Saturday Night Live this past weekend. I missed the skits, but I got to see him sing twice, so I'd much rather have seen the skits. That's the only reason I tuned in. Um, What's the one where he's dressed up and he's selling something on the street? He's dressed up as a hot, or as a like, what is he a cup of noodles or something? A beer. Uh, No, it's a cup of noodles. It's a cup of noodles, isn't it? I thought he's a cup of noodles. I thought it was a bottle, beer bottle. <laughs> He's probably done both. I, I think they've done the skit multiple times. Uh, something else for us to mm-hmm. watch and not uh, prep. Uh, let's right. see. Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad, also known as Mike Trout. Oh, man. I want that guy on my side if oh, uh, things go bad. Love me some, some Mike. Uh, it was 70? 77. He's been in so much stuff. Paul Shearer, sheer I think that's what it is. Andre from The League. Bald guy. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes.
2: Uh, I'd say he's 50. I don't know. 48 years old. Okay.
1: Uh, Mini Driver. Don't know. You don't know who Mini Driver is? No, I just don't oh, know okay. 54 years old. 54 for Mini Driver. Who else? I've got a couple of other ones here. Uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Always weird-looking dude, 68 years old. Athletes, Nolan Ryan, 77, Jackie Robinson, Doug Peterson. Mm -hmm. It's a big coach day. Uh, Robert Sala for the Jets. And Joey McGuire's buddy, Matt Rule, turns 48 today. 49 today. It's good
0: birthdays. Lots of folks. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Yo, it's the end of the bench. We are the Bench Warmers.
2: Hax Collier, and uh, Lucas on a Wednesday. Getting you through to Thursday. The hump day edition of this program. High School Fan Zone is tonight, at 6 o'clock on this station. Tomorrow night we'll have Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin. Again, the tone last night, very serious. Afterwards, not happy at all. These guys are not satisfied with 5-2. and two. And um, look forward, I really am looking forward to Saturday to get Cincinnati in here, a team that we've not seen. And uh, a team that's got some players. And will certainly provide, I think, a challenge for Texas Tech uh, when we look ahead to Saturday, we'll be on the air at four o'clock <clears> for <throat> a five o'clock tip off with the Bear Catch. All right, where do you want to start on some of these calls that we saw last night? Because oh. I, I listened to your argument before
1: the show. Yeah. And well, I, think, I think you made a good point. But, one, uh, but you do what you want to do. Well, we start there. Uh, I saw a lot of frustration on social media. Over two calls. A lot. A lot. Over two calls. We'll start with the first one. The Pop Isaacs three and then flop call. Okay. What did you think in the moment it happened right in front of you? No way Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. You guys are in the corner over there now. Yeah. Okay. So you you mentioned it earlier. You've got to see different angles and stuff. I know you didn't see a different angle of that. Initially, what was your thought? Um, Flop, no call, or foul?
2: Definitely, in my opinion, should have been a no-call play-on. Yeah. Um, I believe Level really thought there should have been a foul called because of the – did not give him room to land. And I think the thing that makes that look worse is there was kind of a stumble afterwards when he was trying to get through and get up. So there was some contact – extremely after the shot, but in real time, and that was a fast break, that was a transition three, Um, so it was like pass, pass, three, and he drills it, and then the whistle, and then Tony Padilla signals flop, but in real time, I thought, hey, good shot, let's get up and keep playing, let's keep the rhythm of the game going, because you did have some momentum, you had a lot of momentum.
1: Yeah, they go down, hit the free throw, they get a bucket after that and basically eliminate that yes. three to so put it back to yep. 9 or whatever and then they neutralized it. your threat pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um my argument earlier was it it didn't seem like I, I, I I'm more on your line there. Just let it go, move on. Two guys, you know, feet kind of tangle up a little bit, move on.
2: Yeah, and that that's a crazy thing too in football what happens when your feet get tangled
1: well it depends on usually it's just the play on it's hey hey it just happened feet got tangled yeah it's not like he tripped and you. it's
2: all it's always on a pass yeah and the guy's defending and and he's looking for the ball or the receiver's going for the ball and they
1: oh well no nope, feet got
2: tangled play, 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 on.
1: play on yeah it's not like it was done intentionally yeah. in any way shape or form so i would go that route um I will say this, and I said this before the show. There are times that it looks like, and he's not the only one on the team. Um, I think Joe does it quite a bit, the head flop and stuff like that. But there are times when Pop drives the lane, he's just smaller, he's lankier, and it it looks like he's flopping or you know a little more demonstrative. It looked to me that he, the way he fell back, now he did land his foot and the, their feet got tangled up, so that there could have been the extra weight on his foot. Uh, but my argument earlier was usually when, when you shoot, your feet land down, right? And his foot, his right foot was kind of extended out. Now, I will say this, just to double check, that was why I was like maybe a flop. He stuck his leg out trying to get a call, and then he fell down, so the ref thought it was a flop. Looking through old video from old grad assistant Gino the on social media here from last year, I think.
2: Gino so Sassato.
1: Yep. Uh, in trans or er, spot up shooting, pop lands both feet straight, goes straight up, straight down. Upon further review, in transition, when he shoots the three, the majority of the time on this like five minute clip, he lands with his right foot out, just like he did on that play. Most of the time, he kicks his right foot out, so it wasn't anything different than what he did all of last year. So maybe I changed my stance a little bit. I think I'm more on no call, move along because it was just feet being tangled up. I still don't think it was a foul. It wasn't a flop. Should have just not been anything. I don't think I, I agree. I disagree with level on it being a foul. And the guy on the broadcast too. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Toolboxman. Yeah, exactly. He he thought it was a foul whenever they really came back from. Yes, Spatola. Yeah. Spittoli, yeah. He thought it was a foul. He did think it. After um, they came back and watched the replay, he
2: he's gonna he
1: was a shooter. You want watch
2: these corn balls? When how how they
1: you interact know what,
2: with referees and yeah. players, and they're all dapping
1: and I liken him to the basketball you know, version of RG three. Uh,
2: uh, you
1: know. He's just trying to be really corny, just like RG three. He's doing his best RG three impersonation. Corn balls. Yeah horse name
2: um the problem that i have is last year it was a major emphasis all right we got to call all these flops and if we uh don't call the flop we give a flop warning yeah that's flop warning on so and so i've seen one flop warning all year long
1: yeah if there's any issue 20 games the way that i've seen
2: one flop warning and not one flop That basically turns into a technical. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the heat of the moment, right in front of the tech bench, on something that we, you know, now, you know, with Gino's work, see that he does quite often. We're going to turn the tide and hand a free throw off and hand a possession off. I mean,.
1: Yeah, what I think that that's the more concerning thing. Is it's something? It's kind of like you mentioned this as well. We don't see charges anymore. L- last year, it was like a regular occur- occurrence. You had charges nonstop. I'm glad that it's gone from where it got to because there's the overcorrection, right? I mean, it was just it certainly helped the Red Raiders the way it was being called the last few years. I'm glad it's out. But we don't see that. We we don't see the flops either this year and it was yeah, in a crucial time.
2: And it was pretty much back to back on the charge call, which that one made me a little bit more angry. And I think it's probably because Jamie Dixon was over there basically dancing on the result of the charge being called. Um Yeah, I you know what, it's crazy. I I, I thought I loved the charge, I don't. I, I thought I thought it was a great part of the game. It's not. Just like free throws should be taken out of the game.
1: Well, I I disagree with that. If you take free throws out of that game, then you win that game, right?
2: That's why you should take them out.
1: <laughs> you weren't a good free throw shooter were you?
2: No, that's okay. Okay.
1: I missed 3 one time after being fouled on a 3. <laughs> <That> boy. <clears throat> had a had a couple of uh female friends in the crowd actually watching me play and never got to play. Missed all three. That'll Tells you what I, I was thinking step about. Step right up. Yeah. Um,
2: <clears throat> I think that's what bothers me the most. Not that the calls were made the way that they were made. It's just, again, we haven't seen it all year long, and all of a sudden, here it is. And that's what bothers me. Now, the one I think that maybe ticked people off the most yeah. was the pass, and then they tried to make it an and one, and... It was – they still gave him the points and they gave him the ball. And at the time, I didn't understand it, but now I do understand it. He's going down. He lets it go. Okay, the play happens at the rim, and then the contact occurs. Now, it's a lot faster
1: than what I'm talking
2: about. It was bang, bang. But at least I understand that
1: now. Yeah, I, I had Deep, no problem with that in the moment because I've seen that one much more frequently people lost their minds on that one. Yeah, it was he got fouled after he got rid of the pass. The dunk I guess was in the process. I didn't
0: I didn't have any issue with that one. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 the score.
2: All right, we got one more here on 100.7 the score. Hacks Collier and lucas about to wrap things up but it is uh, as you just heard ask the bench warmers. Bench warmers, take your knowledge that you have now go back to when you were 18 what advice would you give yourself would it change where you are now
1: try to think of a different answer we've had something similar to this um and i said don't go to television that's what mm-hmm. i said um i would probably just say if i had a job where i can invest money invest money I know that's a very boring answer, but uh, still along the same lines.
2: Steady investments. Leave it alone. Don't take big risks with your investments. So it would all surround money for the most part. Surround
1: yourself with like-minded people uh I didn't do that in high school and I kind of strayed away from kind of my personal goals but when I got to college I put myself in a better situation <laughs> and if I would have done that in high school I think I would have gone further than where I put myself as the capability
2: to to do to do so so surround yourself with light-minded people don't buy that GMC Sonoma <laughs> go ahead and spring for the air conditioning yeah 6 years of no AC Um, don't buy that house in Glenpool (laughs) because in the first week, the back patio is going to be destroyed in an ice storm.
1: (laughs) You're predicting too much stuff. That's,
2: I would tell myself that though.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, you're getting into Biff Tannen, aren't you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to go that route. Okay, that's, too- that, that's
2: a good good point. Uh, I can only assume that was Adios Muchacho in Korean. <laughs> Bobby Hotdogs with the, the thought of the day, maybe. Do you guys ever wonder if Korean radio personalities fill time on their shows with clips of Adios Muchacho or money in the bank and things of that nature? I don't know. Maybe. They should if they're not, boys. Y'all ain't utilizing Korea called near enough. That's radio gold. Did you see the UCF schedule reveal? Yes, I did.
1: Well, I've had this for weeks. Yeah, that's that's every coach, you know. I remember Tim Tadlock telling us one time when we asked him about the schedule. He's like, well, guys! I mean, I've had the schedule. That's for one a while thing that now. He'll he'll start dropping." schedule knowledge
2: in like april or may on his shows
1: yesterday at the who
2: knew who we weren't playing yeah
1: last year in march oh one yeah well he's way ahead of all of us at the uh first pitch luncheon yesterday he's like on the way over here i saw that uh big 12 released the football schedule for next year they can go ahead and give us the baseball schedule for next year too that'd be great yeah they got some work to do with that all those new teams oh got to figure gosh. out. Uh, and you can't play on Sunday. Yeah.
2: Start bench cut. baloney olive loaf,
1: liverwurst. Collier seems like an olive loaf guy. Completely incorrect. I do love olives. I couldn't tell you if I've ever had olive loaf, but I would 100% try that over liverwurst right now. So cut that liverwurst, bench the olive loaf. And I used to eat fried bologna sin, which is all of the time. So give me I the never bologna. Fried it just ate it.
2: No, a little mayo solid. on
1: there. That was My kids
2: are so spoiled. That's amazing, like that was like eight to ten lunches in the summer. Oh, I all <laughs>
1: well, the time. Bologna. Wow. Wham. Wow. No mayo though, I'm mustard guy.
2: I I, we, I'm I'm a mustard guy too, but with bologna, I like mayo. Yeah. You gotta gotta have the mustard. Is Baron a Heisman candidate before leaving Texas Tech? Um, we'll see what kind of year he has this year and then that would springboard him into that um, that talking point the next year but need to have a huge year this year lead your team to 9 or 10 wins get into a good bowl make some dazzling plays have some huge numbers then you can talk so I'm going to say no but
1: the potential is there. You've got to have the wins. You've got to have a weapon like Micah Hudson pan out in year two would probably be a pretty good thing for him. Certainly worked out for Graham Harrell. Graham was pretty special himself, but uh, didn't hurt that he had Michael Crabtree.
2: Kurt Wilson, you magical son of a gun on a hot button and some Saigon radio station. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and he spit right on my dash would make a good hotkey as well on the Korean radio station. Benchwarmers, Warmers, would y'all take an undefeated season knowing there's going to be a national championship shellacking like the TCU season? Or would you rather have a 10 win season and a win in a New Year's Six Bowl?
1: Have you ever played for a national championship at Texas Tech in football? No. You take that. You take the shellacking. Just go ahead. You can answer yours. Well, I want to know: Does
2: the ten-win season and a New Year's Six bowl contain a conference championship? If it contains a conference championship, I'm going that route.
1: Yeah, you don't have those either, really. I mean, if
2: you if it doesn't, then obviously going to the championship. You've got a conference championship already in your pocket, and then you take the shellacking. But if there's a if there's a Big Twelve championship involved in the ten win and the New Year six, that's the way I'm going.
1: Play for the national title every time. Just saying. Play for the national title. Benchwarmers' top three breeds of dogs. I'd get in trouble if I didn't put corgi in there, since I have one of those. Uh, I would like a Husky of some sort, just so... Oh, uh, I saw uh, in
2: Austin, I saw... um,
1: Matthew McConaughey.
2: The sheepdog. It had the movies, right?
1: With the... the Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The guy, the dad, whatever. Yeah, I know what you're... With the... The Disney movies? Yes, I know what you're talking about. I can't. Lassie? Remember. No, 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 the big, no. big sheepdog no, like, looks like a mop.
2: Yeah, I can't see their the hair. They can see, but the hair covers the eyes. Ah. Yeah, I don't. Somebody on the chat line hit me up with that dog. It's a big dog, and he was groomed perfectly. Beautiful dog. Look like a show dog. Um. Everybody I know have a has a labradoodle. Those things. They're, those are so popular, yeah, man. Yeah. They are all over my neighborhood.
1: Dogs with a perm, essentially like a bigger dog with a perm. Um, I'd probably throw like a bulldog or something in there too, though. I like the. uh... All right. So it goes Basset Hound 1,
2: Lab 2, and I think you could say Golden or Black or whatever kind of Lab, just a Lab, and Bloodhound. Top three breeds of dogs. Benchwarmers over under 48 wins for Tech Baseball, regular season and postseason
1: combined. I'm looking they had 41 last year. So more than that. Uh,
0: hmm.
1: You can still have a good year if you have 48, yep. right? Yep. I mean, I'll go under just to make Tim Tadlock mad.
2: I'm going over.
1: Good. Somebody had to do it.
2: Benji, St. Bernard, those are mutts. Boxer for the win. The Shaggy Dog. Ha, ha, yeah. ha! Thank you. We're getting so close to the end of the show. That's the Disney movies. The Shaggy Dog. What kind of breed is it, though? I think it's just a sheepdog. St. Bernard. St. Bernard. No, no. S- no, Saint Bernard's no, Saint The Bernard's, big uh, the brings, keg. Yeah, that has the keg <laughs> around its neck. Come on, everybody knows that. Oh man, everybody, ball. everybody's firing off dogs here at the end of the show. Um, you boys ever seen an Aussie doodle? No, but I'd love to. <sighs> We've had uh, four Basset Hounds in our time: Droopy, Dixie, Earl, and Gordy.
1: Earl. Yeah. Boys, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Aussie doodle with the colored eyes. The shaggy dog. You bet. All
2: right, thanks for all the help on the chat line. Thanks for all the questions on the chat line for Ask the Benchwarmers. This Hacks Collier and Lucas edition is done. The bottom line is next.
0: This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.